Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Boy, a close game too. Hey, yeah. as long as the green team does not win, we are good. Has anything good ever come out of Philadelphia? I was, dr- I was driving in this morning just wondering. A really great Bud Light advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Philly, the Philly Dilly thing that was pretty great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm obligated <laughs> to say that my a couple of my nieces and nephews uh, have come from there. Okay, well that, they're they're good. They they probably top the list then. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, took the victory. I'm I'm happy for him, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Yeah, he was busted up, man. He was not. He just. You get hurt in the middle of the game. He has that intent, you know, internal fortitude. Mm-hmm. Boy, uh, so I ended up actually not watching it last night, and I'm almost embarrassed to admit that. But uh, looking at the uh, <coughs> kind of recaps and stuff this morning, uh, they the the Chiefs were really consistent, and then just pushed hard that last quarter. Yeah, they were. I, you know, Philly. Well, they did make some mistakes. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, fumbles and and all that jazz. So, yeah. you know, having turnovers like that in the Super Bowl is you just don't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. you look back on those times and say, "Ooh, this can this can change the game. Mm-hmm. It can turn on this one fumble, one interception, one massive hit." Yeah. But up to the first half, Philly had a run. They looked strong in the first half. So that half that halftime pep talk must have done something. Something happened. Must have. They they came out, uh, you know, just guns blazing, and uh, you know you you hate to see a big call yeah. be, being made to to change the outcome of the game because there's always that whole they wouldn't have called it, you know, they wouldn't it wouldn't be it wouldn't be uh, where it is, and they'd be going to overtime and and all yeah. that. But you know, I do have a, a rebuttal for that, and it's called. Des caught the ball. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, yeah. If anyone has, you know, salt in that wound, it's us. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's true. Des, if you're listening, there's a strong possibility you are. And if you're listening, <laughs> we know you caught it. In fact, since we know you're listening, go ahead and give us a call next week at this time. Yeah. Yeah. You choose the time. <laughs> well, I think the referees overturned that. You know, after the fact, they said, "Yeah, he did catch it," and they shouldn't have been able to do that, in my opinion. I know. You know, if you're if that's, you're going to make it, way to make it worse. Yeah, that's even more salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just wild. And I don't know if you noticed the play where uh, Philly caught the ball, and then he bobbled it going out of bounds, and then he did get possession of it yeah and then when he did get possession at that point he only had one foot in bounds i didn't that was close that That was it looked like he had a toe in in bounds okay then my other argument is if that's close tell me that guy did not catch it from philly 
turn up field and then we hit him and it fumbled and then they came back and said oh that wasn't a catch yeah i remember yeah the guy caught the ball brought it to his stomach turns up field gets hit and then it pops out they score a touchdown and they say no that wasn't a catch mm-hmm. yeah huh i'm telling you the discrepancy here I've seen plays called where they say, oh, yeah, he caught it. And it's like, you barely had your hand on it for two seconds. Right, right. Much less bring it to your stomach. It's uh, Even with replay, it's not perfect. Yeah. Football's a tough no. tough sport. And can you imagine at, at full speed? Oh, man. Trying to make the right call. Uh, I, I'm so glad I don't have that job. <clears throat> In my mind, if I could influence the rules or change them, other than the ball hitting your ground, hitting the ground, everything's a catch. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just that simple. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're bobbling it, if you got it, or whatever. If your hands are holding it, it's a catch. Yeah. yeah. Now, if if you use the ground to catch it for you, then they know. Right. But if you are catching it with your hands, it's it's a catch. If your hands can hold the ball, stop it from the movement, you've caught. It. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's me. Because then you get into this whole gray area of like, well, how many steps does it take to count as a catch? Right, right. Did he he have control over the ball? Well, what's what's defined as control? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're all four, we're all five fingers per hand on there. Were there four (laughs) fingers? Were there three? You know, it's, yeah. You open up a can of what ifs. Because what about the catch? Do you remember when New England and Philadelphia played? Or, I'm sorry, New England and the Giants played in the Super Bowl. And the Patriot receiver caught the ball. With the helmet. The helmet catch. Yeah. You know, that's only one hand. Is that really control? I don't Is know. Is that controlled? Pretty sure that face mask helped him, helped him out a little bit. <laughs> sure could have. Yeah. You know? Especially, if, what if you have a big head? I mean, that's cheating. <laughs> what about the small head guys? Yeah. They don't, you know, they don't have a fair chance. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. But you see, that's the other part. The small head guys, when they go run, they're running faster because they don't have that much aerodynamic resistance. It's not. That's not fair. The linemen. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever play Wii football? Wii football. You know. You know the Wii. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had big head teams. They oh did. my gosh! Back in the day, that yeah. was fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so happy for the Chiefs. I'm glad that a uh, Texas owner, mm-hmm. I mean a, a Texas-based uh, or ownership NFL team, yep. yeah, brought it home. So I'm happy for that. Good people, absolutely. I was listening to a uh, Philly <laughs> sports, <laughs> oh boy, radio show. They were broadcasting it uh, this morning, and they were going off about that call the whole time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I watched the replay of that call, and it is fairly controversial, but at the same time, it's hard to tell whether that would have changed the outcome of the game or not. Yeah. Did y'all see uh, Chris Stapleton, yeah. National Anthem? I was not. I, I was out of the house. I had you to, need to go watch it. I watched it this morning. Truly really emotional. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, just him and his guitar. Yeah. Oh, cool. Very and good. That guy. I saw him live in Tennessee. I like him. I bet and, that was wonderful oh, to see. Oh, my gosh. He's... He just, he's got so much power, and it looks like he's opening his mouth just big enough to put a toothpick in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how is this happening? Yeah. 
Oh, and listening to some of the stories that he'll tell uh, from like him playing in his mom's basement mm-hmm. uh, are pretty funny. Uh, and his mom coming down saying, stop being a little girl. You will sing that high note and uh, stuff yeah. like that. That's funny. How about the halftime show? We can't can't leave it without talking about the halftime show. Yeah, I was uh, trying to figure it all out. <laughs> Let's just put it that figure. way. Trying to figure out what was going on. It looks scary, though. I mean... Uh, yeah, they, they were way up there. Really, they yeah, suspended up pretty high. Huh? I'll have to give it a watch. Yeah, she played all her hits, didn't she? I believe so. Mm-hmm. I I I knew most of them. I recognize. She's mm-hmm. got a lot of hits. She yeah. does. So, a lot of uh, celebrities out in the stadium. Mm-hmm. They had uh, shown on the camera, so that was interesting to see who the who's who was there. Nice. It's neat to to kind of decipher which celebrities back which teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know Bradley Cooper's a huge Eagles oh, fan. Yeah, he was in one of those suites, and somehow that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So he did that movie Silver Linings Playbook with Jennifer Lawrence, mm-hmm. where he plays someone who's been mentally detained in a place, mm. and he. Gets out and he's a huge Philly fan. He's he's like a baseball player. He's got real superstitions. Really, so he has to wear a certain jersey, sit in a certain place, have the remotes point in a certain way. It's hilarious. That's oh, yeah. silver linings playbook. Catch it. That's gotcha. Funny. All right, real estate. How we looking? Man, it took off in the last few days. <laughs> Let's we're, hear it. We're back. We're back. Maybe last week was just a low week. You know, looking at all these numbers on my pad, last week did have some low numbers. So as far as new listings, last week was about 1,600. This week, we're back to 2,300. There we go. There we go. So we've been sitting around in 2,300 for a while. Um, back in the fall, we were in the upper twos, like 27, 28, 29. But 2,300 is a decent decent number as far as price decreases uh, last week we had 1800 this week we have right at 2000 okay so we've got some i mean there's still some inventory we're still still got some sellers that that think a lot of their their house Mm -hmm. and um so just a little bit uptick in that and as far as pendings and closed properties we went from 3700 to 4100 wow so, more transactions. More transactions. So Here we go. Last, I think last week was just a blip. Um, again, we were talking about yeah. inventory, just less inventory. Um, but looks like looks like inventory has come back, and yeah, and deals are getting done. Seems like it. Nice. I'm showing more. I've got I've got interest from buyers. I did some calling last week to some some people that I'd worked with before, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. for one reason or another, we didn't didn't get in the house and. These these folks are ready to start looking again. Very nice. So let's compare that to uh, how the rates looking. Uh, the rates are up again from last week. They are six point six six percent. Okay, um, Ooh, that's a bad number. Yeah, I know. I wish it was like point oh one higher or lower, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to get rid of that superstition. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, up a little bit. Okay. So we'll see how that trend continues to go, or. Hopefully it reverses again. Like we said last time, the Fed did increase rates by a quarter point. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of that is, is built into that. Um, I thought inflation was coming down a little bit. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's those 
weather balloons or whatever's coming over from from in the east. Yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't a threat to our airspace, so we're we're okay. We oh, so, so rates should come down because they weren't a threat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're only up a little bit because we waited for them to cross the entire continent, and then we used a really expensive jet to shoot it down. <laughs> but we got, I think we've had three in a row, like three in the last three days. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we took them out, even over Canadian airspace. Anyway, just, yeah. just a joke. Minor, yeah. minor, minor detail. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, we'll see. So far, that uh, that rate increase hasn't seemed to affect things on the market. No, that's good. Well, I've got an article I'm going to bust out. Yeah, that might uh, help unpack some of that stuff for the the rates. So the title of this is <clears throat> North Texas 2023 Housing Market Will Be Quote Mirror Image End Quote of Last Year Expert Predicts. That's what the theme of real estate and economic outlook session put on by the North Dallas Chamber of Commerce held Wednesday at SMU. And it begins to say the U.S. economy is heading into an almost certain recession this year. And for the housing market, the recession is here. But a national recession won't wallop Dallas-Fort Worth as hard as it does other areas of the country. I agree with that. And that goes for the North Texas housing market as well as the broader economy. That was the theme of the real estate and economic outlook session put on by the North Dallas Chamber of Commerce held Wednesday at SMU. Multiple speakers said the economic mantra should be alive till 2025. Wow. Interesting. But the North Texas housing market should correct itself well before that time, said Chris Kelly, president and CEO of Ebby Holidays, who spoke on the housing market and moderated the event. Quote, we're like a canary in the coal mine, end quote, Kelly said. Quote, if you want to look where the border economy goes, you can, kind of, you can kind of look six months ahead and see where housing is. When the rest of the economy is like, quote, we're in a recession now, end quote, housing will likely start coming out. We saw this exact same thing happen during the Great Recession as well. Dallas-Fort Worth home prices are down 10% in December from their peak in June, according to the data from the North Texas Real Estate Information Systems. The median DFW home price in December was 390000 The North Texas housing market, like much of the country's, soared in 2022 in terms of sales and prices, then cooled quickly as the ever-increasing interest rates took up their toll. Kelly said, this year we'll look... Well, this year will likely be a mirror image of 2022. Starting slowly, then accelerating into the second half of the year, he said. Interesting thought. It's like a normal year. Yeah. Home prices nationally won't collapse like they did during the Great Recession, in large part because lending standards are far stricter and the supply of homes on the market is tighter than in that period, Kelly said. Pause there. Get y'all's take on that part. He said home prices nationally won't collapse like they did during the Great Recession, in large part because lending standards are stricter and the supply of homes on the market is tighter than in that period. But he begins to say, but prices will continue to decline nationally and to a lesser extent in DFW. So, yes, we're not doing the non-verified income loans. That was a... Thank goodness. That was a big part of that puzzle. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's going to collapse. 
No. Yeah, I don't think so. I think the volatility will be adjusted because of rates. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all yeah. supply and demand. Yeah. It's supply, it's that simple, I think. Yeah. You know, if, if the, the demand is there, the home builders will come out, I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. You know, or you'll have someone, oh, I want to sell my house just like my neighbor did. Yeah. As long as there's demand, we'll be able to get houses to sell. Yeah. Absolutely. The only, the only thing I could see impacting people is them just not wanting to pay for their, you know, their asset. You know, they bought something and it's almost doubled in value. Their taxes have doubled. Plus with inflation on top of that, things are tight. I could see people selling their, their houses to reduce their tax bill because inflation is high. I mean, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so downsize, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now, usually their rates aren't that aren't that high, but it's just the taxes. So, yeah. but your dollar's worth less right now. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, uh, you know that goes in that goes into effect. Well, and the cost of money will continue to go up. I mean, the Fed said they will continue to raise rates mm-hmm. throughout twenty twenty three. Yeah. So we'll be talking sevens. Yeah. Maybe pushing eight. Yeah. And then uh, Charles Daughtry, vice president and economist for Wells Fargo, said he expects the Federal Reserve, to to Wilson's point, to hike interest rates by a total of 75 basis points in three 25-point rate raises Mm -hmm. in the first half of this year, then hold at that higher rate through the end of 2023 to make sure inflation fully recedes and doesn't resurge. See, that's good. That's good. I had heard that they were just going to keep keep raising it over and over and over. Well, that's good. This is this is someone's opinion now. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Says the Fed is going to let a recession cure inflation, he said. The Fed does not have a surgical scalpel. They have a sledgehammer. The only way <laughs> right. they know how to get inflation down is by crushing demand, unfortunately. Right. right. A series of Fed interest rate hikes are having an especially severe impact on the housing market and home affordability and will continue to take a toll in 2023. As mortgage rates have gone from about 3% to as high as 7%, all housing activity has come to a standstill. Buyers have disappeared. Sellers who refinance their homes have 3% mortgage rates, aren't going to trade up to a 7% mortgage rate, so it's frozen. And this is the big reason why, especially on the buying side. He said some 85% of all mortgage holders have a rate below 5%, he said. Say that again. Mm-hmm. Some 85% of all mortgage holders have a rate below 5%. Because mm-hmm. they bought a while back. Mm-hmm. Daughtry, like Kelly, doesn't forecast a housing price crash nationally or if in D- or in DFW. What you need for home prices to collapse is a remarkable increase in supply, that we saw in 2008, 2009, and we're just not seeing that, et cetera, et cetera. So, y'all buy into all that? Most of it I do. Yeah, I'd say yeah. most of it. You know, it doesn't address, you know, if, if something, I think an outside influence, like, you know, a, a, a war or something, yeah. I think that can throw, throw the real estate market really into a tizzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, or bring it to a, you know, grinding halt. Yeah. Um, but I have confidence that, that we're managing 
what we need to be managing financially and that the market, you know, again, supply and demand, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. happening the way it should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, whenever someone says crash or, you know, any, or even recession, I, I, I get a little nervous. I'm like, oh, I don't know that you can, I'm not going to hang my head on that. I, yeah. People are working every day to avoid those things. Nobody wants to see a real estate crash. Yeah. Do you think with technology, the advancements we have in certain sectors of life, that we have in some respect safeguarded from having another Great Depression? Yes. I'd like to think so. Yeah. You know, I think we've learned from history in, in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. again, I think uh, we've tried to implement some new strategies or like I said, bumpers to, to safeguard from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, an example of that, that's not real estate related would be just looking at, well, I guess um, to, to use a real estate example, uh, look at the contract for like the one to four contract. Look at, you know, look at how it was 20, 30 years ago and look at how many more, you know, protect your client, details there are in the current contracts mm. you know, like there's that's true there's a whole lot of things out there in all sorts of contracts or you know all of the uh the things that none of us ever read and we just click yeah i agree yeah you know that's <laughs> right all the cya <laughs> terms that are out there now that just didn't used to be there uh in the 90s and 80s and stuff like that yeah we've become a litigious society yeah. mm-hmm uh, both sides. I mean, you, you've yeah. got you've got guys that go, that take advantage of people that don't read all the T's and C's. Absolutely. But uh, but good point, Bobby. I, I like I like what you said about you know the consumer is being protected. Mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, Wilson. Well, yeah. you know the three of us sitting at this table, we've all spent some time behind the wheel in a go kart and had some good times when we were kids. So I came across this article. Actually, it was given to me by a neighbor who uh, knows that I like cars and I like to go fast and, and said that there was this development up in Anna going on. Um, back in the 80s, uh, my dad took me to some, some races out at Green Valley Raceway, which is no longer in existence, but was in uh, North Richland Hills back in the day. And uh, we followed a lot of Trans Am and Can Am drivings and uh, races. A guy named Lou Gigliotti. Uh, he's 73 now. I, I used to follow him, used to watch him him race, and he's very successful. But he broke ground on 180 G2 Motorsports Park for car junkies a little earlier in 2022, and he plans to open it in this spring. Um, his whole point of view, because he says that racing is his heroin. Mm. It's, it's his addiction. But he says he wants to make these tracks Fast, safe, and legal. Uh, it's also going to be a family-friendly park uh, with different areas for kids and amenities for adults. Uh, spectators can watch from different sections um, of of uh, not only suites but also grandstands. Um, so it's two parks. It's it's two racetracks. Uh, one's a one point nine nine mile track. One's a one point two mile track, and. Um, it's made out of some, some special asphalt okay. that allows for, we all know how the North Texas soil is. It allows for the expansion and contraction of the soil. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, you're not going to see bits and pieces uh, torn up. Sure. So you can buy 
first let me explain it to you and then I'll, i want you to guess the price so the park's going to house luxury car condominiums not sure what that means the car stays in the condominium and so like i've got some buddies that have some houses condos on motorsports ranch in mm-hmm. henderson and you basically have a a two-bedroom two-bath and then below is a huge garage so you have like a living on top of the cool. garage and so you can you yeah. can keep your vehicle down there like it's like a rent fee and then you can just stay show overnight up and race, or you can just show up and race that weekend you don't have to haul your car down there it's already yeah, down yeah. there yeah that's a good idea so they've got luxury car condominiums with multi-level villas um the garage is a thousand square feet, mm-hmm. so like you said, it's yeah. a good size. And there's also a two-story, fifteen thousand square foot clubhouse for members and luxury garage buildings. The garages come in three sizes, ranging from four hundred ninety-five thousand to seven hundred ninety-five thousand. Eight garages have already been purchased, so there are twenty-two left. Mm. So hurry and get them um, for a lifetime membership. It's a hundred thousand dollar buy-in. And then you'll have to pay $450 a month to be able to use the facility. Yeah, that's kind of your country club dues. So, so the whole hundred grand buy in, uh-huh. 450 dues. Yep. Every- and if you want to have a place to stay, it's an additional. So that's a million bucks if you want to go oh, sure. towards the, the ladder of the high end. Yeah, sure. So this whole part costs $37 million to do. Uh, Mr. Gigliotti. Invested seven million of his own money. He has twelve million in bank loans and um, other other sources of income to come up with the rest of it. So this is like the places out in Eagles Canyon in Decatur. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all have heard of that. I've raced there and Motor Motorsport Ranch That's in what Crescent. I was just talking about yeah, yeah. yeah. Henderson Crescent, yeah. And don't forget DKC Dallas Carden oh. Complex and Keto Mills. Yeah, uh, and then our you know our big Texas Motor Speedway, of course. That, um, that hosts NASCAR and Indy events. So what sets this uh, park apart from everyone else is the competition. He said it's built for everyone. Now with those interesting <laughs> with those dollar figures, I don't know that it's really built for everyone, but I think it is. Um, here's how it relates to real estate, and, and Brandon, please chime in um, when you when you see it appropriate. So this motorsports park falls within the city's extraterritorial jurisdiction leaving Collin County mostly under jurisdiction. ETJ. The county handles some of G2's permitting plan review and code compliance. The county sheriff's office would handle any calls about disturbances. Yeah, so it's not in city limits. Okay. It's in the ETJ. And so you deal strictly with the county. Now, there might be some overlap Mm -hmm. with the city. You might have to, you don't necessarily have to go to like a PNZ meeting. Or like okay. DRC to get zoning approvals. Okay. But you do have to follow what's in their master plan and what's in the county codes. And you might need to visit with the city on like utilities or, or things like that. Um, so it's, it's well, it depends what city. but mm-hmm. And it, most of the time it's less restricted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in certain instances it's actually a lot more work too. Because you've got multiple uh, departments to visit with. Yeah. So I, I would see this. It's a lot easier to get this pushed through with the ETJ. Again, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's outside the city limits. Okay. But getting it, getting, you know, getting it built 
and then getting it permitted and, and finalized is a whole different journey. Yeah, and I'll be anxious to see how close uh, or far it'll be from any kind of residential developments or any future residential developments because... I've been out there. It's close really? to mm-hmm. residential developments, but they're not your cookie-cutter neighborhoods. They're four to ten-acre lots. Mm. So there's houses, but there's you know it's not high density. Yeah, I would not be surprised though because it's really close to 121. This racetrack, I would not be surprised if they annex it later on. That's what I was going to yeah. ask. And then they they do some density. Yep. But I see that when something like this gets built, the majority of the surrounding land becomes commercial at that point. It's mm-hmm. just because so, a lot of people aren't going to want. Mm-hmm. A, a dense neighborhood with that much noise a v8 straight headers mm-hmm. yeah at two in the morning you know just ripping down the track well and this sounds like one of those kind of tracks that you can have uh vehicles like the zonda r coming to which break all the sound barriers of <laughs> most racetracks mm-hmm. wow. um and because uh, i mean a lot of those kind of privately done uh tracks like this they have a lot fewer sound restrictions we'll see you know that's and that's speculation we'll see how this one goes yeah but. and that's why you try to put them out in the middle of nowhere yeah and then you know everything comes around it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. development comes around it so um Gigliotti, he has his own um 2022 macan gts porsche mm-hmm. that he takes out there he also has a 2021 ferrari f8 tributo oh and a uh, old style Corvette C6 Z06. Oh, nice. That he likes to race around there. Yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, is uh, well over six figures there. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. a nice picture there of it here. Oof. So go Google um, the name of this place. It is G2 Motorsports Park, and they've got videos of cars, exotic cars going around. It's pretty neat to look at. So um, it will be opening sometime this spring. So they're yep. almost done. And we gave you a shout out. So we're looking for that track day now. All <laughs> exactly. right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take the Ferrari, not picky. I'll be happy with the Corvette because that, uh, that C6 Z06 is a masterpiece on the track. So I'll take my Alpha. There we go. <laughs> of course. I'll bring uh, my bike out there and we can race. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Well, that does it for us this week and look forward to seeing everyone next week. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.